Welcome. We're so glad you've taken this opportunity to grow your faith by listening to this teaching. At CLC, it is our heart to see every believer equipped to fulfill the plan that God has for your life. For more information about Celebration Life Church, you can visit our website at celebrationlife.ca. Now let's hear some faith-building teaching from Pastor Ann Ukenen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. So this morning, I wanted to ask you a question. What do you believe? What do you believe? That's a good question to ask. What do you believe? And before I, I, we delve into the scriptures, I wanted to, to pick a bone with you about these believe posters and believe decorations at Christmas. They, whenever I see them, they kind of really irritate me. They irritate me a lot because it's, they're really like, do you believe in the magic of Christmas? Do you believe in Santa? Oh, I believe. And I, I usually walk by them and I'm like, I go, er, er, er. And then I'm like, I don't believe in that. I believe in Jesus. <laughs> I believe in him. <laughs> uh, my parents never, we never celebrated Christmas with Santa. And, uh, you know, my mom felt really, when she found out that Santa wasn't real, though I hope no one's watching this, <laughs> that believes in Santa, you have to be really careful when, with, as a kindergarten teacher because some know and some don't. And so when naturally when the conversation comes, you're just like, shh, 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 you know, just let's not talk about it at all. <laughs> we don't want to dash hopes in kindergarten class. It's not my, it's not what I want to do. I, I'm like, I'm not, I don't want to talk about that. That's not, you know, that's the family's choices. Fine. Bless God, fine. But I know what I believe. I believe in Jesus. I don't believe in magic. I believe in Jesus. I believe in healing that Jesus gives, not magic, and not fantasy, like, things like that, you know, and there's people that tell their kids, and the kids believe. Why do the kids believe? Someone they love told them something, and they believed and thought it was true. It's like, what do you believe? When you read his word, and you listen to his word, it's always going to be true no matter what. He's not going to come 10 years later and say, oh, I'm sorry, that wasn't true. Can you imagine if someone did that? Oh, I'm sorry, that isn't, isn't true. Wouldn't that erode at the trust that was built? That would tear down trust would tear down how you thought of someone. I thought that person always told the truth. You know, we have the commandments for a reason. They're great. They're, they're good. Like God told us not to do certain things because it's not good. Like lying isn't good. It's not, you know, like it never turns out well. A lie never gets you out of anything. You get into more trouble. I mean, like, we think about, like, the, like the VeggieTales and the rumor weed. Or, and and they, they kept on telling the story, and the lie just got bigger and bigger and bigger until eventually the truth came out, and they had a whole big mess. 
There's not an eventual truth that's going to come out. Jesus told us the truth. It's all there. And, we're, and, and the truth came out. He came out and he told us that he is the truth. And so if he's the truth, the truth is in us. We should be the truth. And we should speak truth. And so if we're speaking lies or speaking other things or believing something different from what the word tells us, that erodes trust, the trust of people around you. I don't know about you, but there, people have seen me and they see the testimony of me. They've seen the testimony of you when you've been faithful, when you've gone to church, when you went to pray, when things were hard and you, you, you trusted the Lord. People see that. Unbelievers see that. And they see when you go and you press forward and go and do things, they see how you're behaving and acting. And to all of a sudden not do that, to throw that up in the air and it's, oh, I'm just going to go my way. That can erode the trust that's, that they're seeing, the trust of your testimony. And so to be faithful in it, to show and walk what you believe is so very important. I, um, I was, um, when I was teaching in New York, one trip we went to to um stan uh, no not stan park stanley park is in, in here no uh central park and so there's the central park they have a wonderful zoo there and and for it's great to teach in new york city because the buses are free and the all the zoos and things are free everything's free so you know we would go to the zoo a couple times a year because you know kids just love the zoo and there's so much learning to be had and you can go to these places and just go and and do that so we went to the zoo and we had a plan oh we're going to go use the carousel there go play in the park and i said when we're when we're done we're like we're going to do all that, and after lunch, we'll go walk to the castle, because there's a castle there. It's like, I mean, it's a little thing, but it's got like a little castle tower. It looks really cool with a little lake in front of it. And I'm like, oh, we're going to go there too. And so I told the kids this, and I was like telling them what we're going to do and everything like that. And so the day of the trip, I, we're walking there, and I, I didn't realize how far it <laughs> really was, because it's really different walking with 20 children and all their stuff, and uh, their backpacks hanging on. I'm like, oh, so far, how much farther is it? Oh, and they trudge along, and then it takes so long to get places with 20 of them behind you, let alone one, I'm sure you know. So uh, we're walking, we're walking, and we have to meet the bus at a certain time. I'm looking at keeping my eye on the time, and we're not even at the castle yet, and I was just like, we're getting to this point where we just have to turn back. And so I was like, oh, okay, sorry, class. We can't go see this castle. We're just going to have to go back to the bus. And so I felt, I felt awful. You know, I, you know, I'm sorry. We can't, we can't do this. I know I said, but, you know, we went back and we were talking about it. And the only thing that they could really remember from the trip is the fact that they didn't see the castle. And so <laughs> you can imagine that this was a very good learning tool for me because I never, ever, ever, like it was basically, a, you know, it, like how are they to know? I mean, like I, I didn't keep my word. And if I didn't keep my word, I lied. I lied to them. 
and it and it and it brought a, a stain that can only be washed away from the blood by the blood of Jesus. But I learned a hard lesson that day to not overpromise to children. <laughs> and it was a good lesson that I keep even to this day is that I go, what, you know, I don't want to promise my students something that I can't deliver. And, you know, because it erodes trust. Now, all the promises that Jesus promised are yes and amen. They're not empty promises. They're not, you know, he's not over-exaggerating that what he's going to do and say, oops, I'm sorry, we didn't make it in time. I'm going to come back, so sorry about that. You know, we just won't have time for that. What do we believe? We can believe his word because his word works every time. We don't have to believe in fanciful characters. We don't have to believe in any of that. But what we do and what we say has an impact on people. What we do and say really does. So with that in mind, thinking about when they are teenagers. I know, praise, praise Jesus, that's why I don't teach them. I'm just, but also when I do like work with them, I sometimes in my head say this is just like kindergarten, but bigger bodies. And then sometimes I can be with adults and I can think the exact same thing. <laughs> I gave the instructions more than once. I was very clear. Oh, well, I'll just give them again. <laughs> Praise Jesus. <laughs> you know, we all could listen better. You know, we can always e do even better. But by the time they're teenagers, can you imagine when they are with their friends and you've got a family where the parents have lied about things like Santa, the tooth fairy, and other things like that. And then they have their friends that are just basically like the snake in the garden Oh, your parents don't really mean that. You can come with us. Just tell them that you're, you know, at so-and-so's house sleeping over. It's a merry road that we go down that gets worse and worse and worse. Oh, just tell them that you're over here. Just tell them that you're over there. I was, um, it was funny though, like, because sometimes, you know, Sometimes your children say the truth too because I was like at my friend's house and they were big smokers. And so I came home smelling of like smoke and they're like, what were you doing? Were you out smoking? And I'm like, absolutely not. I know, <laughs> I know the stinks. I don't want to stink in general. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, but you know, like mom, I wasn't smoking, you know, but <laughs> it's nice that when parents are taking an interest and in making sure that, that we're on the straight and narrow. But what do we believe? When we show what we believe and we speak the truth, we build relationship and trust that you don't want to break with one another, but also with him. Because I won't lie now, not because I know it's bad to lie and I might get into trouble. I, I don't lie because of that. I 
speak the truth because I love Jesus and I love people. And even when I was with my dad surveying a house and we were in North Van and their house happened to be the, the backyard and then a wall and then the number one. And the new owner was like, it's not very loud. It's not very loud, is it? And I'm like, uh, it's loud. <laughs> I, just, I, I just was smiling because I didn't know what to say because I was like, in my head, I'm saying, it's really loud. <laughs> and she smiled and laughed and walked away <laughs> Did, and had mercy on me. So I didn't have to tell her the, what, I, what the truth was, was it's just really loud. <laughs> but we can be that. We can be examples of people that tell the truth, that don't lie. Because belief is wrapped up in the truth. We want to believe the truth. Because there's other people out there that are not believing in Santa, but they're believing in something else. They're believing that they're a good person and they'll go to heaven. They're believing that there's nothing after. That they're just, you know, organisms and this is it, and then they die. There's people believing, not even actually, there's people just living and not like the living the life that we have, but are just day to day with nothing. Can you imagine the hopelessness? Just the hopelessness. Not believing much of anything. But we are here, we believe, and we have the truth, and we can share it. And we can be a testimony of the truth. We can be a testimony of what we believe. What do we believe? We're believers. Let's go to Romans, because there's one thing. I'm damn now. Romans, there's one thing that we all believe the same, for sure. For sure. Well, I hope. I think. I think so, yeah. Romans 10, 9. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and thou shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. So does everybody remember when that happened? I do. I remember when that happened. I remember when... I asked Jesus into my heart. I was really young. I don't even remember much of my time, but I was just playing, like being young. You know, don't remember much, but I remember this vividly of just playing, my mom preaching the gospel to me, and me saying, yeah, sure. Jesus loves me? Yeah, sure. In a trusting relationship with the truth being delivered, I was delivered. So I have this memory and that I know. So like if someone came up to me and like, are you sure you're saved? You know, someone did ask me that once because I was like, he was sharing on the street and I'm like, well, you need to pray person and you also need to be filled with the Holy Ghost because I am saved. <laughs> but I'm saved, I know it. I know it, I know it, I know it. And you should know it too because it's easy. All you had to do, all you had to do was believe and then confess your Lord. He's Lord in general, but no, no, he's Lord for you. Lord of your life. That's who he is now for you. 
And so you do those things, and a miracle happens. You become new in him. And how do we know? We just believed it. We believed what someone said. That's what I did. I believed what my mom said was true, that Jesus loved me, that he died for me, and he wants to live in me, in my heart. And I just believed it. And I just accepted it. It was easy. I didn't go, oh, analyze, you know, no. I didn't, I just trusted and knew that it was true. And the, the thing is, is how come we can't trust everything else? How come we can't believe everything else? Because if we did believe everything else, things would be a lot different. I just think about Peter at Gate Beautiful. Such as I have, I give, rise up and walk. Peter walking and his shadow healing people. My shadow doesn't heal people yet. <laughs> yet. <laughs> I want, you know, like I, I, you know what? I'm, you know, believer receptacles out to believe what his word says that, you know, when we lay hands on the sick, they recover. You know, when our shadow walks by people, they can be healed. This can happen for us. If it happened in the Bible, it can happen for us. So we trusted, we just believed, and now we're saved. It's as simple as that. If you're with us online and you're just like, oh, I don't know, all we were just heard it was so easy. You just have to believe in your heart that Jesus died and rose for you and confess that he is Lord. And then he comes in. So easy. So easy. And you know what? Some people haven't even said that. They're just like, Jesus, come into my heart. And he has. We're not even known what they did and they were saved. They don't know what they said, but they were saved. It's so easy. God, God's always looking for a way in. And he'll find an easy way to do that. So let's go to when Ma in Matthew 10, because we talked about it's so easy. This is for us. We can do this. So in Matthew 10, and the thing about Ma the, in Matthew is that they, didn't, they weren't filled with the Holy Spirit yet. So this is without Holy Spirit, so we can do even better. You know, we got direct download to God, always speaking the truth to us, telling us, giving us ways, giving us outs, showing us what to do, showing us who to talk to, all the things. So in Matthew 10, he says, and he sends the disciples out. Uh, Matthew 10, 7. And it says, and as you go, actually, let's uh, jump up to 5. And then these 12 disciples, sent, uh, Jesus sent forth and commanded them, saying, Go not in the way of the Gentiles, and, and into any city of the Samaritans enter ye not. But go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. So they have a, a place to go. When God sends you, he's going to send you a place, and you're going to go there. And that's where you're going to go. So these are what the disciples are going to do. They get sent. And then it says, as ye go, preach, saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, 
and cast out de devils. Freely ye have received, freely give. They hadn't even received salvation yet, but they were walking in it. They were walking in all the things that God wanted for them. He didn't want his people to be sick. He didn't want his people to be possessed. He didn't want people dead that shouldn't have been dead. He wanted people alive, healthy, thriving. And he gave them so much good things. And so he gave the disciples, he freely poured himself out to the disciples. And it said freely as they received, they could pour out to others. So they had the word with them to go and pour out. And they, they went. They went. And they went to different places and they ministered, just like you are going to different places. And you can go minister. You're like, oh, Jesus didn't tell me. Well, he said, go preach. He sent us forth. It's a great commission. Go. Do this. Go pray for people. This, we, we are released to go and do what he has called us to do. Do we believe what he said? Do, be, do we believe that we can go? Do we believe that we can go and do what he said and called us to do? Because if we do, we, we go. Because we believed he was Lord of our life. We prayed and we received salvation. But there's so much more than salvation. There's other people to be saved. And other people to reach. And a victorious life to live. So, Jesus sends them out. And they go out and they do different things. There's one, um, there's one example in the Bible a little bit later where they go and they ha they're having trouble casting out a, a demon and Jesus helps them. He says, berates them first. And, <laughs> and then they go and they ask Jesus, well, why didn't the devil come out? And they're like, oh, it did, like, you needed prayer and fasting because they were unbelieving. And then later, a little bit later down in that chapter, it's so funny that one of the disciples goes to Jesus and says, hey, Jesus, there was this guy, and he was casting out devils in your name. <gasps> and we told him not to do it. Mm -mm -mm. We shouldn't do it. He shouldn't do it because he's not with us. It's like, we have to be with Jesus to do this. And Jesus is like, no, you should <laughs> let him go and do that. They're with us, right? He's with us. He's doing it in my name. When Paul goes later and they're casting out, uh, he, they're, cast, they're, they're traveling around, and oh, it, it was uh, two other disciples, and they're, and they're um, ministering around, and, and some guys, they find some guys that are baptizing people in the name of, of uh, John the Baptist, and, and they're going, well, that's well and good, but now we have a new baptism, a baptism of the Holy Spirit. And so they go forth and, 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 and tell them, this is the new way. And, and, and they're like, oh, okay, sure. And then they go and they're, and they go and, and they're changed and, and, and they have that correction and they go forth. But people were, heard what Jesus said and just went out and did it. That weren't the disciples. Shocking. <laughs> but 
what did that guy, like, it doesn't say anything about that guy other than that we went and we went and talked to him and told him not to do that. I'm, you know, but people heard what Jesus' message and they just went and did it. They didn't have the Bible. They, 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 you know, maybe, they, maybe some of them had the Old Testament, but a lot of people probably wouldn't have access to something like that if they were poor. But they heard the word anyway because it came from Jesus' lips and he was the word. And so they heard this, this guy heard this message and just thought, okay, I'll go do that. And wouldn't you know it worked? It worked for this guy who wasn't a disciple, didn't probably know it, like they didn't like, you know, just heard Jesus. If we just hear Jesus and believe what his word says and just go do it. It's so easy. It's so easy. And the disciples were kind of making it a little difficult. You know, they're adding bits and things. Well, you have to be with Jesus or you have to be one of us. And then only then can you do this. No. It's for everybody to do. It's for you to do. It's for me to do. Any of us can do this. We can all do this. So he tells them to go and and to preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick. Cleanse the lepers. Raise the dead. Cast out devils. Freely ye have received. Freely give. Have you received? Your answer should be yes. You've received lots. You've received healing. There's, you have testimonies of healing here. You have received. You have freely received healing. You have freely received deliverance. You have freely received his word. You have freely received so much more that we can even, even imagine. His peace, his comfort, his joy. All the fruit of the Spirit increasing in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, meekness, self-control. We've received all that. It's growing in our lives. Do you believe that? It's growing in our lives. Do you believe it? So easy to believe. He's so good. We can believe it because it's true. Because his word works and his word never fails. It never fails for us. So, we're believers. The word works for us. And we've been sent. What we believe is so important. If we go to Matthew 13, just a little bit later, it's a rather sad story in Matthew 13, 50. Three or fifty four. And when he came to, he was coming to his own country. He taught them. So, this is he's in, in Nazareth in his own country. He taught them in their synagogue, insomuch that they were astonished and said, What has this man, the wis- this wisdom, and these mighty works? But then we have a problem. They're astonished because in some places they're astonished and great things happen. They're like, wow, look at that. 
Then they started to question. Like Jesus, he's talking, he's saying these wise things, and he's doing these awesome things. But is this not the carpenter's son? Is this not his mother called Mary, who was pregnant before she got married? And his, bro his brother James and jo uh, Joseph and uh, Joseph and Simon and Judas and his sisters, are they not all with us? When ha where, whence has this man, uh, hath this man all these things? And they were offended in him. And Jesus said unto him, A prophet is not without honor, save in his own country and his own house. And he did not many mighty works there because of their unbelief. So they looked with their eyes at Jesus, the person, about his background and where he came from, and they couldn't believe. They couldn't believe. And some people will look at you, and they'll know the old you, and they'll see the new you. And some will be like, wow, what happened in them? Some might be like, what are they saying? That's really weird. But anyway, some will be like, I'm just waiting for that to change. But with God's constantness, his faithfulness, which is one of the fruit of the Spirit, this faithfulness that is in you is demonstrated to other people. But it's so sad. But they questioned who Jesus was, and they questioned and were offended. Like, how come he, how dare he? How dare he say those things to us? How dare he do that? Well, he's doing mighty works and healing people. That sounds pretty good. Why would you be against that? I don't know. Why would you? It doesn't make any sense to me. But they were. They were offended because of who he was. Let us just take stock and make sure that when we see someone who is bringing God's truth, that we respect the word and not look at the person and see faults and see how they were before or what they were like before or who they are or because of their job they, that, that, that they're not worthy of this. Everyone is worthy. Everyone can bring the message. And there's people that you need to bring the message to. There's people that you need to bring the message to. So he did not, and he did not, and in the Amplified it says, he did not do many works of power there because of their unbelief and their lack of faith in the divine mission of Jesus. Who do we believe? If we believe him, things change. If we believe him, we are changed. If we believe him, mighty acts, mighty miracles, good things. And in Mark 11, we'll go to Mark 11. And 22. 
Jesus answered, said unto them, Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed and cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe in those things which he says, shall come to pass. He shall have whatever he says. And you know what? I was, I was just looking in my app here. It's so great. You can come to me at the end of the service or if you want to know. Uh, the, the Strong's Bible app is, on, uh, is one of an app that you can have on the phone. And so I don't know if you have a Strong's. It's basically all the, like, the words in the Bible and with some greater definition and things like that. But if you have a Strong's, you know that a Strong's is not really convenient to take anywhere. Because it's like this thick. And, and, and you know what? Like mine has corners that could poke an eye out. So I mean like, I don't want to just carry my Strong's everywhere. So I have it on my phone. It's so great. So, so in verse, um, it says, um, in verse 22, it says, and Jesus answered and said, have faith in God. If you look at faith, it says persuasion, that you've been persuaded, credence, a moral conviction, especially reliance upon Christ for salvation. Let me tell you that's true. A reliance upon Jesus for my salvation. Um, And then earlier on, it says, later on, it says assurance, belief, believe, faith, fidelity. And I just thought that was so interesting that fidelity was in there. Now, hmm, you're like, when I think of fidelity, I think like, I think of the knights that swore oaths of fealty to uh, their, ma- their masters their, that, they, that ruled over them. And they swore allegiance to those, to those masters. And basically that was like to the death that they were owned now by to this master because they swore an oath of fealty to them that they basically were theirs and belonged to them and they were faithful and so when you look up fealty it's faithfulness a faithfulness faith faithfulness believing regardless of circumstances believing against all hope, believing no matter what, that his word is true over circumstance, over history, over current events, over family situations and things, that, his, that faith in his word is true and trumps anything that you can see with your eyes. And a faithfulness to it. I mean, think about God's faithfulness. So he tells the truth. He says that he's going to come and save the world. He reveals to many prophets that he's coming. And he comes. And he does exactly what he said he would do. He dies on the cross, rises from the, the, the grave, conquers sin and death, does all that. Faithfulness. Someone who's not faithful would say, hey, you know what? That cross thing, that looks like a little bit too much. Not Jesus. People 
gambling over his clothes right in front of him while he's suffering on the cross. And he says, forgive them for they don't know, they don't know what they're doing. Like, forgiveness. Faithfulness. Forgiving all the time. When you go and you repent that he forgives. Faithfulness. That faithful one is on the inside of us. And that fruit is growing for us. Faithfulness in us. It's like, oh, but remember, I, I remember that the blood of Jesus works. He is faithful. Faithful. He is faithful. And he bought us with his blood. Like so much more than those knights that swore an oath of fealty to just that one person. Here's a man and God all in one person that swore an oath to us. Every single one who would believe. Who would believe. So, in verse uh, 20 and 50, no, 22, excuse me. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he say come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore, I say unto you that whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. And then I love this because guess what? You're not, it, doesn't, it doesn't escape you from doing something. <laughs> and this something which is very important. And when you stand praying, forgive if you have aught against any, that your Father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you and your trespasses. And then this one, which I remind my students of, but when you do not forgive, neither will your Father, which is in heaven, forgive your trespasses. I'm like, I'm sorry. Okay, say you're sorry. Okay, now ask, now ask for forgiveness. Will you forgive me? Okay, I want to wait about it. I, I think I need to think about it. I'm like, like Jesus doesn't think about his forgiveness. <laughs> He's like, when I'm over it, and when I feel like I'm resolved of my issues, then I'll forgive you. I'm just so offended and wounded by what you did. Oh, you lied there. Or in, in this case, it's probably kicking or pushing or something like that. You know, like, you know, that's been the, the mode right now, the pushing and kicking and things like that. Um, you know, he's not like, I, I don't need to think about it. He's like, oh, I'm just going to go pray about it in the throne room. <laughs> and then when I'm feeling like it, then I'll forgive you. <laughs> Forgiveness is not like a, a carrot that is, you know, and then I'm going to slap you. Forgiveness is just there for you to receive. Do you believe that? We're his children. We what we believe, we believe in what he did. And we become his children. And we believe that he heals us. And we believe that he forgives us. 
And that we, sh- we should also, if we believe that he forgives us, then we believe that we should forgive too. You know, why are we holding things against other people? I just think about Jesus on the cross. Forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. And let me tell you, there's a lot of people that don't know what they're doing. <laughs> and I'm like, you could think that they're, they're hurting you, but they're just hurting themselves. And also, too, chances are a lot of the time they don't really know what they did because they're so not aware of what's going on. And you think, oh, they hurt me. You know, sometimes they're, think- they're trying to be helpful, and they weren't. Sometimes they just have no clue. No clue at all. Just like my kindergarten friends that think that someone hit them because someone walked by them and bumped them. They punched me. They bumped me. They, was it on purpose? Oh, of course it was on purpose. And I'm like, when I was having a conversation this week, and I'm like, you know what, honestly, I think that that was a, that, I think, I think it wasn't a mistake. I, I, I mean, I think it was an accident. And they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I'm like, yeah, it was an accident. I think what you're telling me was an accident, uh, that they just bumped you. And they're like, Okay. But, I mean, this is a small thing, but if we think that in high school we're kind of like kindergarten, and in sometimes when we're adult we're kind of like kindergarten, they're like, oh, they did it on purpose. No, they just weren't thinking about you or anyone else. They were just thinking about themselves. Be released. They weren't thinking about you. They weren't trying to hurt you on purpose. They were just dumb. (laughs) They were just not thinking and not having the Holy Spirit help them, not having God show them the way, not having his word in them to show them a different way at all. And so why would we think that they would do what they're supposed to do? And never mind the fact that, you know, you you should know what they're supposed to do. That's a whole other thing that you can pray about. But verily I say unto you that whatever you say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast in the sea, and you shall not doubt in your heart, but you believe those things which he has said shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever, whatsoever he saith. Now I think that when we, when we have been a Christian for long enough or a believer for long enough, there's times when things don't go the way you thought they would go. That you perhaps believed that they were supposed to go a certain way. And you prayed for things to go a certain way. But then they didn't go that way. And they involve other people. And if God's not going to get into your business and make you do what you're supposed to do, why would you think that praying to make someone else do what you want them to do would be an excellent idea and would go your way? It's not going to go our way. We can be smart and pray accurately. 
We can have the wisdom of God. He shows us. He can show you what to pray. Because someone who sometimes comes up to get prayer to be healed, they don't have faith for it. The person who's praying for them definitely has faith, can pray for someone, be miraculously healed, and then the next person, Catherine Coleman, she would have meetings and she would like, she talked about like different spots in the room where she knew that God couldn't move there. Like little rocks in the audience. God's not going to make people do anything. And we can't pray to make people do anything. And much hurt comes from our desire for other people to do something that we think that they should do. But it's not your job. It's not your choice. You're not God. But you can pray for them. You can pray that God would move on their heart. There's things that you can pray that people would come into their path that they could hear that their ears would be open to the truth. There's different things we can pray for people so that their hearts can be changed and they can receive. But if they're not ready to receive, they're just not ready to receive. But we can be like Jesus. And we can show people forgiveness. And we're not faithful because other people are faithful. We're faithful because he is faithful. And we believe in him. We don't, like a lot of the times, like kids will be like, well, well, he did it too. Well, I I just saw them. So, you know, (laughs) well, I just saw you. (laughs) And that's what I'm going to take care of is what I saw you doing. It's not about the other person. If you make it out of the other, about the other person, it's not, you're not, it's not going to go good for you. Because, like, I want my heart changed to be, get better. I want to be able to see people and show love in better ways. I want to show it like Jesus showed it. Not desire to just be like him in the temple, kicking some butt. You know, but... It's not where it's going to start, let me tell you. (laughs) But in John 14, let's go to John 14 quickly. What do we believe? It says, let not your heart be troubled. This is 14 verse 1. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. Aren't you just glad that Jesus tells what he's going to do and he does it? He's like, I tell the truth. He's going to tell the truth. Of course. I can imagine it must have been pretty tricky in those days because they were told that, you know, how you did things before 
are not how you're going to do things from now on. Can you imagine if someone said, you just have to re rearrange your whole life. Everything's going to be completely different. You'd be like, what? A little bit, what? You know, like, I was like, you know, I'm just going to transplant you, you into this other place, this other job, do this other thing. And you're like, but I like the old way of doing it. You know, I like that. Just like when you become a new believer, the old things are passed away, all things are new, and all things are a God. You're like, all of a sudden, you have to leave some of those things behind. And if you love God, you're gonna, it's going to be easy to do that, to just leave those other things behind. Whither I go, you know, and the way, you know. And so Thomas says, oh, I don't know where, where are you going? How can we know the way? Ah! You didn't tell me, God! I mean, he, he was telling them some things, and they weren't hearing. But, you know, no Holy Spirit. No Holy Spirit. And, like, no Bible to read it back again. Can I, can I get that a little bit clearer this time? Let me read it, go back and reread. They can't reread their life <laughs> at this point yet. So Jesus said unto him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. And we got that. We know that. We know that about him. If you know me, if you had known me, you would have known my father also. And from henceforth, you know him and have seen him. Philip, Lord, show us the father. I am the father. <laughs> it says, <laughs> Jesus said to him, I have, have I been so long a time with you and you have not known me, Philip? He that has seen me has seen the Father. How sayest thou then, show us the Father? Believe thou not that I am the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but at the Father that dwelleth in me, and he does the work. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very word's sake. And then... He's saying, and, and like, you know, please believe me, please believe me. Although not like that, I'm sure. But he says, verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. So let me just read that again. This time, this is you. This is you. It's so when it says, he that believes on me, so do you believe on him? Yes. You believed him. You you confessed him as Lord, you believe that he rose from the dead and, and he's alive, he's seated on the right hand of the Father, you believe all these things, you believe that he is, Romans 10, 9, this is you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father." And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. And then I love it, because like, just like before when he said, um, he said this before, 
in was it was it was Mar uh, Mark eleven twenty two, and then we go on. He says, "If you say it out of the the mountain, be thou removed, cast in the sea. Don't doubt in your heart. Then forgive." Here, it's another another word that can be kind of like you're like. So we're asking, and then if you love me, keep my commandments. Obey him. We've got some things to do. And we've got obeying to do. Because God's telling us to go certain places, and we feel a little discomfort. Oh, I don't want to talk to that person that he told me to talk to. Oh, that word that he told me to tell them. Ah! Ah! Ha, <laughs> And then you whine and whine and whine and, all, and they walk away. Uh-oh. That's not obeying his commandments. <laughs> These works that he wants us to do start with... A go. Go do that. When we have it in our heart to go do something, go do it. If he tells you, just go do it. And it has to work out. It just has to work out. And if it didn't work out the way it should have worked out, do it again. God will show you what to do. He'll show you the way to go He'll show you what to say. He'll show you who to talk to. He'll show you what to pray, how to pray, what to pray. Because sometimes when people come for prayer, it's not really about the thing that, that they're coming for prayer for. There's something else that's a root of the matter. And God is so wise that when he tells you to go pray for someone, and goes tells you to go minister to someone, that he'll give you the wisdom to go and, and minister to them accordingly, that he'll give you what you need to know, and sometimes you don't need to know. Sometimes you just pray what you're supposed to pray, and, and they're like, afterward, they're like, oh, I can't believe you prayed for that. I, that was exactly what I needed for this certain area or this certain thing, and you didn't know. God didn't show you but it's helpful for them and helpful for you to know that you actually do hear from him. <laughs> you do. You do hear him. You do hear him. The people at Celebration Life Church hear him. We hear him. Even the spirit of truth, and this is verse 17, even the spirit of truth, oh, actually, no, I'll, go, I'll jump up, up. If you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Well, that prayer came true. And he wasn't very, like, you know, he wasn't like, sure, hope this prayer happens. <laughs> if you're praying like that, let me tell you, no. <laughs> don't, 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 don't bother speaking anymore. <laughs> Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it sees him not, neither knoweth him, but you know him, 
for he dwells in you and shall be in you. And he will, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Yet in a little while, the world sees me no more, but ye see me because I live. You shall live also. At that day, ye shall know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. And he that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that love me, he that loveth him, me, shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him, and I will manifest myself to him. What a wonderful promise that, like, you know, but you know a promise that's like, it's going to happen one day? The great news about this promise, that it's for now. That it's not for the future. But it's for now. Thank you for listening today. We hope you have been strengthened and encouraged by the message you've heard. To hear more from our pastors or to learn more about Celebration Life Church, you can visit our website at celebrationlife.ca. You can contact us by phone at 604-594-7327 or you can write to us at